the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Let me uh, adjust some of my levels, if you don't mind, and I use your time to do that because I'm, I'm coming a little hot down here at the studio, and so I'll bring that down. And I'm actually in Tempe for the first time in 100 years, and as a result of that, um, the, there's a lot of knobs here that I need to get command of. And I've done that so far so good. We're going to be here for the next two hours talking about cars, and you're more than welcome to join us. The easy part to do it is 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and that gets you in. And if you have a car question or a car problem, if maybe you heard about this and you want me to comment, or if someone said this, then you want me to comment, um, I'd be happy to do that. I've been in the, I, I started working at a gas station in Tempe at Broadway and Priest in 1968. And um, I worked there, and I was taught back then, the guys on the freeway, um, there was some discussion on whether they were good guys or the bad guys. And and I worked for a good guy, but then I also had a snapshot of the bad guys. And in the old days, obviously, there was uh, liquid smoke that they'd put on your alternator belt and tell you you need an alternator, really, but this this little drop of this stuff on your belt causes lots of blue smoke or gray smoke <clears throat> and they would sell you the idea that the, you needed to uh, to uh, <laughs> spend some money to fix it and those are the things that they used to do. Um, they don't do that anymore because people are a whole lot smarter plus full service gas stations are kind of a thing of the past and so lifting up the hood and short sticking your dipstick and all that kind of stuff is stuff that I saw when I was a young child and in high school but it's not stuff that you have to worry about today or or if you worry about having somebody check your hood then you just get out and look over their shoulder piece of cake 602-508-0960 when it comes to car repair you have lots of choices my life is dominated with car questions mark at marksalem.com is my email address mark at marksalem.com and um, a lot of them hinge around just different ideas but let me just tell you of a situation that occurred last week that was unusual in the sense that it was of the magnitude it was so a person a customer of ours had left their jeep out in the rain and hadn't put the cover on it and when it rained then it wouldn't start and run we looked at it and we determined that the body control module now there's there's a variety of modules in most of all of your cars we have a body control module a transmission control module we have a, a module that controls ignition and fuel delivery so we have all these different boxes and these boxes have responsibilities in this particular case we were out because we had no way to communicate like the dealers so I called a friend of mine at the local Dodge dealer, and I said, hey, I, I need you to take this Jeep and fix it for me. And I says, it's beyond our capabilities, and so we're going to pass it to you. And he says, no problem. So we get the Jeep back, and in reality, what they did, and I thought this was genius, 
they simply disassembled the dash area to gain access to the dash, and they used high-pressure air, and they just blew all the water out of all the connectors, and everything was fine. Now, I made it sound pretty easy, but it was still a $400 repair. It was all labor, and I'm imagining that they spent three to four hours taking the dash apart, blowing all the water out, checking the ignition switch, make sure it starts and runs and the gauges all fire up, cleaning this, cleaning that, and then they put it all back together, and I can clearly see that that's three to four hours worth of work. So we were grateful because they fixed it, but in addition to that, they got a, a, a lot of stuff that the, the vehicle needed. I'm I'm happy to be friends of theirs, but at the same time, right now, our industry is in deep water. Our industry, we've got cars out there that don't really need any service until 100,000 miles, other than oil changes and rotating your tires. That's it, 100,000 miles. In the old days, we got to see every 3,000 miles, and we got to have a tranny service here, a cooling system flush, or a battery service, or rear brakes, front brakes, uh, exhaust work, whatever. We had a lot there, so the oil change was an opportunity to sell you something. And I, I firmly believe that the majority of the people sell you something that you actually need. But I see every day these kinds of tickets. And um, I saw one the other day where there was uh, almost $1,400 worth of work. And if you looked at the owner's manual, none of it was needed based on the mileage of the vehicle, which was 62000 None of it. The, the manual is the God Bible for your car. It's written by the people that built or designed and then built and then sold you that car. It's written by them. Now, there's some pretty standard arenas that you go into. Most of all, in the old days, like I said, at 30,000 miles, we did lots of fluids. Today, that's moved to 100,000 miles. But you'll hear people say to you, the manual's not written for Arizona. And I suggest that you say something like this. Oh, I didn't know that. Would you order me a manual from Arizona? Because they don't exist. The manual's written for everywhere that that car, truck is made and sold to the public. So there is no such thing as an Arizona manual. And in reality, there's no such thing as Alaska or Louisiana or, or, the, or the panhandle of, of Florida. It, there isn't. It isn't. It's a generic thing that, that you should stick pretty close to. But if they want 100,000-mile transmission service, it's because we have synthetic fluid in it. It's because we have a great filtering system. And because historically this transmission will last 200,000 miles, but we want new fluid in it and changing the filter at 100 or at 80 or at 90 or 110, whatever it is. But get, get your owner's manual out. But when you get that big laundry list of stuff... It's okay for you to say, well, I'd like a little bit of your time. Of course, you're talking to the service rider. I'd like a little bit of your time. Explain to me why I need a transmission service. Here's the problem on the other end here. The service rider's job is, is to get the car in and get it, get it to the right technician to get the problem solved. So if we have a guy who's an air conditioning expert, he's going to get all the AC jobs. Anything to do with climate controls, he'll get it. We've got a, sh a front end guy that's r it's real special in suspensions and alignment and tire wear. He gets that. So all of us have these guys that are really good in one section of the car. So you don't give an electrical problem to the guy that's doing brakes. It's not in your best interest, nor is it in the shop's best interest. So uh, at the end of the day, we are moving these targets around. 
we are pretending like that you need this. I saw a bill the other day, and this wasn't from a dealership. This was from a chain store. And there wasn't a single thing on this $1,100 estimate that was approved based on the parameters of the owner's manual. That's all there is to it. It's not there. So it doesn't call for a tranny service or a, a, a differential service. It doesn't call for lower. First of all, it doesn't call for many parts unless there are symptoms. So if you start wearing the inside edge of both front tires, that could be an alignment or that can be a front suspension problem that's causing that abnormal wear. You have to go in and find it, bid it, and fix it. Now, you're not going to fix the tires if they have inside wear. Obviously, inside wear much more than the rest of the tire. You're not going to fix it. You're just going to put that tire in the back of the car, bring the backs to the front, and we start all over again. So that's how it's supposed to work. So if you, if I could be the king of your world for a little bit, then you say to people that give you these laundry lists, you say, um, can I go get my owner's manual and you show me where it says in there because I mean just help me out here it'll never happen and if you ask them what the symptoms are what is it that that you say I need this $300 transmission fluid flush at 42,000 miles I mean what what do you see they won't have an answer for that either the fact of the matter is is there are symptoms and obvious symptoms that would necessitate you needing a transmission service. We pull the dipstick, we smell it, it's burnt, the fluid is brown, you have 80,000 miles on it, and we look at the back, you got a trailer hitch that's been used a lot. And we know you're a cowboy, and we now we know we, you, you bring your horse trailer in here and we do the wheel bearings once a year. So one and one equals two. So in that particular case, you kind of know that's what's going on. By the same token, there's lots of customers we have that we don't know. But we can look at the mileage, and we got a six-year-old car with 20,000 miles on it. This person's not driving a lot of miles. So there are lots of shops out there that will tailor fit the oil changes based on that. So we, we kind of move things around to make sure that we get to look at your car once or twice a year, and that's what's in your best interest. Because the oil changes more than draining the oil, putting new oil in it, taking the filter off, putting a new filter on it, greasing a couple of zerts on the front end where we pump a little grease into the ball joints or the tie rod ends or whatever. The idea is is it's an inspection of the whole car. So we're going to check belts, hoses, fluids. We're going to check tires. We're going to check brakes. All of that is part of an oil change. So most of the time, when we're, we're adjacent to the Ahwatukee Mountain Park Ranch area, and we have lots of seniors that don't drive a lot of miles, we have many of those on a one-year call. We want to see the car in April or May because that's the beginning of the summer, and we want to make sure you're going to make it through the summer. That's it. Piece of cake. Now, yeah, we do lots of oil changes in April, but again, it's once a year because Mrs. Jones only drives 8,000 miles a year. So that's it. We're just going to see her once a year. Part of the oil change has everything to do, has everything to do with what you do during the oil change. Again, it's oil and filter, grease whatever zerts they are, check all the fluids, the belts, the hoses, look for any obvious problems and notify the owner and bid the bid the repair or bid the, the, the correction. That's what an oil change is all about. There's lots, there are people out there who own shops where the oil, the oil change is, is really a reoccurring sales opportunity. So every time you go in, if you need something, again, it's okay to say, let me go get my owner's manual and you show me what page that's on. 99 times out of 100, they'll refuse and tell you they don't have time. 
first of all, they don't know what your owner's manual is, but they're just doing what we call odometer surfing. At 30,000 miles, I want to try to sell you lots of fluid changes. Transmission, differential, cooling system flush, brake fluid flush, and none of those on any car built in the last 10 to 15 years is at a 30,000-mile call. None of those. None of those. So you might be able to bring me an owner's manual from some car that I've never heard of before that calls for 30000 on one of those, but you're not going to find very many of them. It's just your owner's manual is the Bible for your car. And so when they, when they tell you something verbally, ask them to put it on the work order. You ladies, you just say, my husband wants to see it in writing because he doesn't trust me to get all the technical nature of the discussion we're having. That's okay. This is the same way all the time. Just give them an excuse why you want them to tell you. Instead of telling you, moving their mouth, you want them to write it down. That will also, if they forget to write down, you know, two things, a brake fluid flush and a transmission service that equals $850, there's a reason they forgot to write it down. And that's because they don't want you to take it someplace else. They pull the stick. The fluid's cherry red. You smell the stick. There's no burnt nothing. You look at everything. Everything is fine. There is nothing to suggest except this, the mileage. So that's called odometer surfing. We're just going to look at the odometer. And if you take 100 guys that work on cars, there's going to be 50 of them that have kind of the same list. And the other 50 are going to have a different list. But they all have different parameters. But most of the time, we pay our technicians based on a commission, on, on, a, on a labor portion. So if we charge you $150 an hour, they're going to get some portion of that. Depending on their quality and stuff like that, they're going to get between oh, $10 an hour all the way up to sometimes $18 and $20 an hour. And even north of that, if they're an ASC master and if they can fix anything except the crack of dawn on a broken heart, then those are the big dogs that make the big money. And those are $100,000 a year jobs. It's not that they, it's not that we have to pay them, but if you want a master that can work on every car from an Alfa Romeo to a Mercury Zephyr, then you've got to get somebody who's been there. And it ain't going to be some kid that just got out of the technical school two days ago. It's going to be a gray-haired guy somewhere that started at a gas station. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Are you interested in protecting your assets from market volatility, rising taxes, and economic uncertainty? Then tune in to Rest Assured Retirement with Jeff Holmes to learn how you can protect and grow your hard-earned money. Rest Assured Retirement, Sundays at 1 p.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. Protect your hard-earned money today and schedule a free, no-obligation consultation now at RestAssuredRetirement.com. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, 
Give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Choices Pregnancy Resource Centers have been a part of the greater Phoenix area for nearly 40 years. That means since 1983, more than 10,000 lives have been saved. This is a joyful story of God's redemption. We invite you to join us in the fight for life. Join us in providing a greater love to women and babies in our area. Right now, you can use the Arizona tax credit and receive a dollar-for-dollar state tax credit up to $800 when you make a donation to Choices. Your financial partnership will help us serve more women and open a fourth location because women deserve better and babies deserve a chance. Learn more at choicesaz.com slash donate. That's choicesaz.com slash donate. Hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and if you'd like to join us or have a car question, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And Kevin's in front of you. Kevin, I'm going to get to you in about 30 seconds, but this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto Repair. Tom and I have been friends since 1983. He's at I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner, I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom knows what's right or wrong. Tom's strong enough to make certain his technicians understand that he knows the difference between right and wrong. Tom's really good at diagnostics. He's a real family kind of business, and and he has a, a relationship with parts vendors that many of us admire. And as a result of that, then there's no need to sell lots of parts and lots of labor. He's plenty busy. So if you're in the area of, of Deer Valley Road and the I-17, then Action Auto Repair is a good place. And if you want to call in, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And Kevin's been waiting. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Really appreciate you and your show. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I've got a uh, 2006 Dodge Ram 2500 pickup with the uh, 5.9 Cummins in it. Okay. And I also added the Air Dog 24G fuel lift air separator to it. Anyway, I've been having a, a little... Uh, startup problem, not starting the engine, but starting to get going, that's been real intermittent, but it's getting more frequent. And it's usually when I first start the car, you know, the first time coming out of the garage, whatever, when I push on the gas slowly, it um, stumbles. It's like it's not getting fuel, and I have to push the pedal down more or sometimes lift it up. But it's getting to be a little more, happening a little more frequently, like not just when I first start out, but I stop at a stoplight or stop sign or something like that or leave in a parking lot or whatever. Okay. How many miles are on it? Uh, a little over 100,000, really, 105, 108. Okay. Not not a, not a bunch for a vehicle that would, you no. know, is, is at six. Um, has has anybody done the fuel filters in a while? Um, yeah, I had the fuel filters on my air dog changed here uh they had checked out uh, not too long ago, really. Okay. Is there any time after, is, is for instance, after it warms up, does it go to normal? Does it become a normal driver and truck? Yeah, and it was doing 
more no I had my mechanic take a look at it some months ago when it was a lot more intermittent and he couldn't get it to happen. Okay. But it's getting to be more more frequent now. Okay. You have to be careful because you don't want to take it in and have every somebody do a bunch of testing that could be from 150 to 350 dollars and then tell you that there's nothing there. Um, right. It has to be some kind of we can duplicate the issue. You sh- you teach us how to duplicate the issue. What part of town do you live in? North, south, east, west? Uh, north, up near Anthem. Okay. One of the best diesel guys in the whole wide world is Strictly Diesel, and mm-hmm. he drives a Dodge. And he knows the five nine like there's no tomorrow. Again, the issue is is if you call Nate at Strictly Diesel, Nate at Strictly Diesel, he's on Deer Valley in the I seventeen. You say to Nate, I've got this problem and this is what it does in the mornings. And I've been able to verify that it'll do it almost every single morning. So with your permission, is it okay if I drop it off during the day and then you guys start it up two mornings in a row and see if you can figure out what's going on? Okay. That's the kind I of wrap you should have. I just wondered if there's some kind of uh, a throttle module or sensor or something like that that can go bad on something like that. Or... Well, here's here's the problem. Typically, the computer will identify a problem and set a code. Now, the code could be, hey, Mark, I think it's over here when really it's over here. So the computer sees something in the tailpipe. It sees something as far as the air intake sensor on the temperature of the air. Well, if it's being lied to, then it does stupid stuff. So when you go in there and you look at the code, you just can't replace that component. You have to test that component. And otherwise, mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, we've had we've had cars come in with five codes, and if we just replace all those components, we're talking about a thousand dollars, and sure. it turns out to be a vacuum leak. So a small piece of hose that was eight inches long, that's three eighths in diameter, inside diameter, that's what it needed, and we just charged them a thousand bucks. Not we, but our industry. So mm-hmm. I think I would just describe it in writing. This is what you do, and this is what it does, and make an appointment to drop it off the night before and have them restart it in the morning. They're right down the street okay. from you. And I, I, of all the guys in town, uh, Nate is in the top ten of diesel guys, in, in, if, he's, if he's not in the top five, okay? Okay. All right, good luck to you. Thank you very much. Good uh-huh. question. It's really important what you don't do is tell the shop how to fix the car. Because if you went to Mr. Google and you start talking to somebody, why would you why would you walk into my shop and tell me to replace the mass airflow sensor because you have a mass airflow sensor code? Because Mr. Google, who you've never met before and could very well be a convict in the California Penal uh, Society, he's telling you this is what's wrong with your car. That's just craziness. I can't do that. So how the heck is he going to do it? And when you come in and you start talking about Google, I'm telling you what, most of us shop owners, our eyes glaze over, and we hope that, and some of us, I admit to this, some of us will hit you between the eye with a $500 estimate a diagnostic charge, and here's why. We don't want you. We just don't want you. We don't want to, and you're going to say, well, this guy said this, and this guy said that, and he says you're wrong, and he says you're right. We're not going to do that. The proof in the pudding is, is go in and figure out what's going on and fix it. We don't need Google. Uh, we don't Google anything. <laughs> we don't Google anything. Now, there is a deal not too long ago, and I explained that at the beginning of the show, where we had a Jeep that the top was left off and there was a lot of water in the dash area. The dealership blew the water out and saved the customer a heck of a lot of money because that body control module installed is about 1200 bucks. 
well, they unwatered the dashboard with compressed air and stuff. I think it was $299. I thought it was really fair. But we had passed on it because we'd not seen this before. So we really didn't know what the repair was. But we also knew that the code said that the body control module was raising the white flag. In reality, the the body control module was raising the white flag because of all the moisture in the connections. The dealership took the dashboard apart, took everything apart, blew everything dry, put it back together, and it fixed it. And I think their bill was $400, and I thought that was very fair. And it happened to be a customer of mine. So those kinds of things happen, but you have to be careful of Mr. Google because you don't know who he is. And when I go on to Google, and sometimes I'll even you know, Google something for the fun of it, I can tell you that 95% of the time, everybody's wrong. And on the other five, it might be Mr. Google Utah says, it could be this, this, or this. And one of his three guesses is the answer. <laughs> so you just can't do that. It's okay to do, but let me explain real quick. The computer is, is on a circuit of 5 volts. It doesn't really mean there's some of them 8, there's some of them 12, but for, the, for just the sake of discussion, 5 volts. The computer says 5 volts to the throttle position sensor, and the throttle position sensor will send back some portion of that 5 volts. If it sends back 1 volt, the computer knows the car is idling. If the computer, if the sensor sends back five volts to the to the main computer, then the computer knows your foot's on the floor and everything in between. Okay, so one volt is idle, five is wide open throttle. That's how the entire circuit works. The entire computer, the oxygen sensor, is between zero and one volt. Point five is what we want to see. We don't really want to see one, and we don't want to see nine, but we want to see point five. But if all we see is one, then that means something to us. Typically, that means that the computer is seeing a lean condition, so it keeps shutting off the fuel or turning on the fuel, and now we have rotten egg smell. One and one equals two. So it's it's a matter of knowing what you're looking at and knowing how the computer system works and all the sensors that tell the, give the computer information so the computer can control spark and fuel. And that's what it's all about. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. 602-508-0960. Anthony was working a dead-end job. I was surviving, but I wasn't getting ahead anymore. A friend told him about my computer career. She's like, I'm already in the program. She's like, you'd be crazy if you don't do it. So I jumped right in and have not regretted it. Anthony did it all online. All you got to do is have an internet connection, and you can do it. Become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at mycomputercareer.edu. You need to check out my computer career. If it worked for me, it'll definitely work for you, too. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. I'm Isabel Vincent. My newest book is called Overture of Hope. In the 1930s, two British sisters shared a love of the opera in Germany and Austria. Many of their favorite singers were Jewish, and these performers faced almost certain death in the Holocaust that was coming. My book details the life and death risks it took to rescue them from the Nazis. Overture of Hope by best-selling author Isabel Vincent is a unique contribution to the history of World War II. Available now wherever books are sold. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend, some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. 
to get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's, it's their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry. And just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. All about that. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday I'm here at 960 KKNT talking about cars and car problems and check engine lights and do I need this, do I need that, and what's the symptoms of this and something like that. I am an ASE master technician. I do own my own shop. This this radio show is not about my shop. It's about our industry. And hopefully I can help you understand when somebody opens their mouth, you should be able to be able to tell if they're shoveling snow or if they're if they have your interests in front of their own and typically um, in our industry you're going to find both people the problem really is has has everything to do with who's who needs to need sales and then of course that's when the pressure is put on the staff to sell more and that's when they start deviating from industry standards otherwise if your transmission needs a service at a hundred thousand miles they tell you that you're due at 30 and you should do it every 30 well that benefits them but it doesn't benefit you and it's not going to make your transmission love you if you change the fluid every 30 instead of at 80 or 100 it's not going to happen a good shop in town for transmissions, and we're talking about that, is Automatic Transmission Exchange. He's on 40th Street in Washington, and Phil's been around since 1968. Him and him and his staff are transmission diagnostic experts. So if you call them and make an appointment, they'll go take a ride with you, and if you can make it happen, that's an important consideration. You need to practice on how to make it happen. 
and then they'll take a ride with you. And oftentimes they're going to put a plug a scanner in and they're going to talk to the computer and they're going to say, hey, what are you doing about this? And let me see your voltage here and let me see your value here. But you don't know that and neither does Mr. Google because he's actually a pharmacist Monday through Friday, but he's a car expert uh, when, you, when you Google a car repair expert. Nevertheless, automatic transmission is changed. You don't have to worry about guys that don't know what they're talking about. Let's go to Dick. Dick, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Uh, yes, sir. Um, you helped me before. I have a 2003 Lincoln Town Car. Unfortunately, day before yesterday, I was hit at 7th Street and Camelback from the passenger tail light back and tore the bumper and the entire trunk out and buckled one side. Uh, they're saying that it's total. I just restored the car. I put new tires on for about 1200 I had the transmission gone through, the engine gone through. What it had 112, 113,000 miles on it. It ran perfectly. It, it drove like a dream. Uh, what would you put a value on something like that so I don't get lowballed here? Well, I don't think that's the question. Who, who's your insurance company? Uh, USAA. Okay. And how far away is their number from where you want to be? Uh, they're offering about. 3,000. I've got another almost 15 in it. 16,000 in it. Yeah, I've got 15. I've got 15 of the tires and all the mechanic work uh, I had. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're not buying the whole car for that. Okay? We have to we have to focus here. You've got some some corner damage in the back end of the car. And right. and, and they're saying to you that the most they want to pay is $3,000. Have you had anybody right. look at it to see what kind of an estimate that is? Yeah, the adjuster, the, uh, the adjuster said it's total. Uh, Got to get an estimate. I, uh, they're not going to do that until it's next week. So. Okay. Well, let me tell you that there's four insurance companies I love, and USAA is one of them. Um, I, I think what you have to do is is not put on an adversarial face because they may very well say that we're going to total the car and we're going to give you $3,000, and you might find that you're going to spend $3,000 fixing the car. So, right. I mean, there, there's different ways to skin it, but you, you're not going to win the battle because it, it's, right. it's unreasonable for anybody to assume that, that this 03 Lincoln Town Car is worth $15,000, $16,000. It, it just isn't, right. and, they're not, and you haven't paid premiums based on a $16,000 because that's called a stated value. Your premiums would be three times what they are now if you were to say, I want to insure it for $16,000. Right. So I th- I think really and truly um, you, you you need to negotiate with them and say, no, I've got some receipts. I've got quite a bit in this car. I want to keep this car. I don't think it's a total. Perhaps maybe go to a couple of body shops and have them write a sheet on it to fix it. And then you go to them and say, here's the fix. I want you to fix it. And I will accept yeah, okay. responsibility. Okay. So, thank you, thank you. I want to tell you, it's Geico, Liberty Mutual, Farm Bureau, and USAA. Those four people want to hear the truth from experts like me. Many, many times it's been my experience that I want you to go look, other insurance companies, I want you to go look at this car, and this is what I want your report to write. What right? right. And, and I, I don't participate in that kind of shenanigans. So so I, I am quite sure if you've been a USA customer for a long time, and obviously you came, you or your wife came from a military background, I'm quite sure with right. some dialogue and getting your agent involved 
then some dialogue, you'll get the car fixed, and you might end up with a couple hundred dollars in your pocket. So I, I think that's what you should shoot hey, for. Uh, who, uh, who would you recommend for a good body shop? You know, I think what I'd do is I'd call my agent and ask him who he has a relationship with because there's a body shop oh, out okay. there that's going to be be tied with some agents, and, and, the, and the body shop's not going to bite the hand that fed them. So the body shop's not going to eat people from USAA or State Farm or farmers, depending on who's referring. So go to your agent and ask him who did fixed your wife's car or your car last and use that body shop. Okay. Thank okay. you so much. I appreciate that. Okay, Dick. And to you too. Thank you. The insurance business is tough. I, I got to tell you, but there's times where they have rules and it seems like they don't bend them. But I'm telling you for a fact that they do under the right circumstances. So um, Dick's, Dick's um, his taillight and his damage to the back of his car probably won't be that much money. And it's certainly not going to be. Um, it's, the the 16000 confuses the, the issue. The 16000 I have in the car, that confuses the issue. Let's just focus on the repair. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. We have five lines and we'll be right back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild... These factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your health care provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at TreatCOVID19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Never take a pill unless it comes from your pharmacist. We lost my 18-year-old son who had a very bright future ahead of him and it was stolen. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org. OnePillKilled.org. OnePillKilled.org to learn more. Well, welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem. It's 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and we have five lines open if you have a car question or a car problem or if there's an argument in your family or perhaps maybe you took your car in and they told you you needed to do this work at this much money and you want to discuss it with me, I can perhaps arm you with some questions to ask them about what symptoms do I have that you're going to fix with this $1,100 repair? How come I don't have a check engine light with this $1,100 repair, etc., etc.? So if you'd like to talk now, 602-508-0960. We have five lines available. You're welcome to call, 602-508-0960. And we're going to be here for the 11 to 12 o'clock hour as well. So you have plenty of time to call in. Automotive Dynamics has been in Sun City since 1982. I've known Chuck since the 1960s. And they do something that's unusual. They don't pay their mechanics a commission or a percentage of your repair bill. So Chuck can ensure that the technicians and the staff doesn't sell unnecessary parts or repair. I don't do that, but I admire him for doing that because that says to his customers unequivocally, there's no motivation to sell the world to you because they're not on commission. I'm paying them an hourly salary, and that's good enough for them. So if you're in Sun City and you say, hey, who's a good shop? Then I say Automotive Dynamics, north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. So Grand and 99th Avenue. Let's see. We don't have anybody on the line, so the lines are wide open. I'll tell you in about... Oh, we do have somebody on the line. Gil? Say hello to Raphael. Raphael, how are you? Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I have a I have a uh, 96 uh, Mitsubishi 3000 GT. Uh, it's got about 235,000 miles on it. Um, in the morning, with this colder weather, it kind of... When you start it up, it idles really high, around 2,500 RPMs. I was wondering, um, is there any way of dropping that down, or do you think that's bad for it, or what do you think? No, I don't think that's bad for it at all. Here, let me tell you what happens. In the time it takes you to put your key in and turn it to the start position, the computer has already snapshotted the engine. It knows it's cold. It knows the engine's not hot. It's not even warm. It's cold. It knows what the humidity is. It knows what the temperature is. It even knows what time of day it is and all that jazz. The computer now puts all of that into this little file over here, and the computer says, oh, it's early in the morning. I want the RPMs at 2,500 RPM, and I don't want you to come off the 2,500 RPM until I see some heat from the temperature sender. So the temperature sender, the ambient temperature, we were in Payson the other night. It was 16 degrees when I woke up to go feed the, the horses. It's damn cold. <laughs> so... <laughs> In that particular case, the computer looks at a chart and says 16 degrees, humidity is here, and here's the frost level. Okay, I want 2,500 RPM, and I want you to hold that until we get up to the 160 to 180 range. And then I'm going to bring you down to about 1,100. And then after that, after we get to full operating temperature, which is 195 to 220, then I'm going to bring them down to six or 700 RPM. I like the idea that you're going to 1,500 RPM, and I'll tell you why. At 1,500 RPM, we're building heat. We don't want a bunch of moisture in the engine oil. 
So we need to get the oil temperature and the cooling system up to 220, 190 to 220. Once we do that, then any water in the oil is evaporated because water boils at 212. So we get that water out of there and we're home free. So I have, if you would have turned the question around and said, hey, in the Morning, my Mitsubishi, uh, 2000 GT with 235,000 miles on it, which I I find impressive uh, as well. What would you expect the idle to be on a really cold morning in Phoenix? And my answer would have been somewhere in the 2000 range, plus or minus. That's what my answer would have been. So I see nothing wrong with that. I, and I think you should just let it go. And I here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to you don't want to start it up. It brings it up to 2200, and you you need to sit there for a minute or two. Let the motor run. And, and and with your fuel-injected car, you can't kick this choke off because there is no choke. <laughs> On some of the carbureted cars, you can kick the choke off. But in that case, you just put it in reverse. You'll see the RPM drop. It'll see, oh, he put it in gear. He doesn't need 2,500. He only needs 900. Boom, the idle goes to 900. So the computer's working pretty quick. I, I see nothing wrong or nothing that needs to be fixed. All right, great. Thank you. Do you All have right. time for one one quick question? I do. Go right ahead. I just acquired a uh, 95 Ford F-150 with uh, 135,000 miles on it. I was considering switching to synthetic, or do you think maybe a synthetic blend might be better? Oh, it, it, I think what you need to do is just go with a conventional oil for a three to 5,000-mile oil change, and let's see how much it uses. If it's not using any oil in a three to 5,000-mile oil change, then you can go to either one. Here's the difference. First of all, there's a price difference. You know that. The difference is oil change intervals. How many miles a year are you going to drive this uh, 95150, F-150? How many miles a year do you think you'll put on it? Oh, I'm guessing probably about five to 7,000. Okay. If I were you, I, <laughs> I can answer your question in a heartbeat. Forget the synthetic. Forget the semi-synthetic. Put conventional oil in there. Conventional oil will go three to 5,000 miles a year. No problem. Why would you put in a $110 oil and not take advantage of it? That's And I don't want you to go two years or three years between oil changes because oil changes is checking the fluids, the belts, the hoses, the tires, the brakes, all that stuff. So if I were you, I'd put a regular oil in that thing, and I'd change it every 5,000 miles. That's what I'd do. All right, great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, Raphael. Thank you. 602-508-0960. We've got another 10 minutes of this show, plus we're we're going to be back for the second hour from 11 to 12 right here on 960 KKNT. So you're welcome to join us. If you're outside the Phoenix metropolitan area, you can use a different phone number, 888-960-9696. And obviously that has everything to do with this is the Patriot KKNT 960 on your AM dial. So again, outside the metropolitan area, 888-960-9696. When it, the oil the oil issue it comes up all the time in my world and I'm okay with that. I am an oil expert. I've been trained by both Valvoline and Chevron. And and I pour Chevron at our our facility, but this show isn't about my shop. But the, the the oils, the three oils that we have, which is conventional oil, which is what we had in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, all the the, the first oil, that's good from three to 5,000 miles, period, end of story. So if I've got a customer, just like we just talked to Rafael, if he's going to drive three, four, five, six thousand miles a year, then just a conventional oil is fine. I don't want him to go three years on a synthetic because, again, the oil change is an inspection. 
we're supposed to look at the tires, the belts, the hoses. We're looking for leaks. We're looking for broken bolts. We're looking for crushed motor mounts. We're looking at power steering lines. We're looking at that. It's a physical examination. So we don't want to go 25,000 miles like when they first came out with Mobile One, which was a huge joke back in the 80s. When they came out with Mobile One, they told everybody to go 25,000 miles. <laughs> Do you know how many people lunched motors with Mobile One in the early days? You can't go 25,000 miles, and you can't pretend like that you just sh- shut the hood and go 25,000 miles. Somebody has to pull the dipstick on that thing every once in a while. Well, people didn't do that. They put it in, 25000 They put it on the door sticker, 8000 9000 The thing's down to two of the five quarts, and then pretty soon the oil light comes on, and now we got a damaged motor. And that's because somebody thinks they're going to drive 25,000 miles without ever opening up the hood, and that is a bad idea. So it's really, really important to manage that risk. So conventional oil, up to 5000 Then five to 7500 for a semi-synthetic. Now, here's the key. <clears throat> Semi-synthetic, is that a 50-50 mix? Or is that a, and 50-50 is 50% conventional oil, the old oil, and 50% synthetic? Is that what it is? But the answer is no. Everybody's, it's kind of proprietary. So a semi-synthetic is, can be 90-10. It can be 90 conventional and 10% synthetic. It could be. But a full synthetic is the big dog. Full synthetic has a much higher temperature protection. It has a much lower temperature flow. For instance, synthetic oil will pour out of the can at 60 below zero. It's not like that's a temperature we have to deal with in Phoenix, but it will pour out of the can at 60 below. But if you go buy a can of 1030 in conventional, it ain't pouring out of the can at 60 below. It's going to be just jello, and it's not going to pour out of the can. And when you start your car, it's not going to provide lubrication because we want to suck liquid through the oil pump. We're not going to suck jello through the oil pump. So then full synthetic between 10, 12,000 on the low side and 25,000 miles on the high side. I, I got to tell you, I use full synthetic in my diesel truck and I change it every 10,000 miles. Every 10,000 miles. I drive about twenty to 30,000 miles a year as I go up and down the mountain from taking the horses north, taking the horses south and hauling hay and all that other kind of stuff. So... I use a synthetic. My wife has a synthetic. Every car in my family has synthetic in it, but we all use it differently. My wife drives short trips, so we bring her in on a year, no matter what her mileage is, and change the oil. Here's why. She never gets the oil to a, to a, a, a position where the oil gets over 212, and then we boil the water out of it. So she never really gets into a strong heat cycle. We want the car to have a strong heat cycle. We want it to get up to about 190 to 220. That's the oil temperature. That's the coolant temperature. We want it to get up there because we want to turn the water to a vapor, and then the PCV valve is going to suck the water vapor out of the engine and send it out the tailpipe. So when we, get a, when we have an engine oil, we want to go through a heat cycle, and we want many of them because the more heat cycles we go through, then the less water in the oil. Every time you shut your car off, no matter whether it's in the summer or in the winter in the Phoenix area, you're going to have some condensation. It's just like so you turn it off, there's going to be droplets of oil that are going to form that are going to fall into your oil. Now, it's not going to turn the oil white because that's what a gallon of oil or a gallon of water would turn your oil white. It's not going to turn it white, but it's still going to be there. But those of us like me that's hauling horses and hauling trailers and hauling hay, our temperatures get up to 220. 
And so if I were going to check my oil, I would bet the farm that there would be no water in my oil. But water is an issue for those of you that live in Sun City and drive 3,000 miles a year, and the farthest you go is 10 miles to church. Water is an issue, but that's why we want you to come in. And typically, I want to change those kinds of customers. I want to change their oil right before summertime. So somewhere in April or May, I want to change their oil because I want them to go through fresh oil through the summertime, and then I'll see them a year later. And that's how kind of we do it. And, and there's many shops like that. Speaking of shops, and there's, a, there's some really good shops in town. Blackwell Auto is a 40th and Greenway. Tom knows the difference between right and wrong. He's a general repair. Plus, he has a vintage car a section in in his uh, in his show, his store, and so if you have an older model car and you want somebody to upgrade it or maybe put fuel injection on it or just maybe just get it running, then Blackwell's a good guy at 40th Street and Greenway. Kurtz Auto Repairs up at I-17 and uh, and Bell. Kurtz has been around a long time. We've been friends for a very long time, and and the thing that really in, embraced me to Kurtz was. Him and his wife still do, to some extent, new customers. His wife will visit their house and offer them homemade baked goods and thanking them for trusting Kurtz to work on their cars. And I just think that's the old-fashioned way that we used to do in the 60s and 70s is thank people for patronizing us, and Kurtz did a good job. But not to mention, he's been around since 1987. He works on gas and diesel. He has ASE certified technicians and ASE master certified technicians and the difference between the two is this there are between 8 and 20 tests you can take and if you pass two of them then you are ASE certified to work on those two issues of a car it might be transmission and air conditioning you're ASE certified but when faster you've passed all the tests and you are certified to work on that car from front bumper to rear bumper I am a master and Kurtz has got two or three masters working for him Eric is a master and Kurt's a master. So I-17 in Bell Road, 602-508-0960. If you want to ask a car question or if you have a dilemma where someone said that you need this kind of work, I'm really good at those kinds of give and take. I'm going to ask you about symptoms. I'm going to ask you about the dollars. I'm going to ask you about exactly what they're doing. I'm going to ask you what kind of car you have, and I'm going to do my best to help you figure out whether they have your interest in front of theirs or whether theirs is in front of yours. <laughs> and what that really means is there are times of the year that auto repair is slow, and we are in that time because if you made it through the summer in Phoenix, you're going to coast through the fall and the winter. So during this period of time, there's a whole lot of you're due for this, and this is what it's going to cost you. All I'm suggesting to you is is pull out your owner's manual, hand it to them, and say, show me where it says that I need to service my transmission at 30,000 miles. If they know that it isn't in there, they're going to say, well, this manual isn't written for Arizona. And then you say, okay, then order me an Arizona manual, and thank you very much. And they don't make an Arizona manual. <laughs> that manual's no matter where that thing was purchased and where it's going to be driven, that manual applies. So when you hear that, you'll laugh, and that's what I do. 602-508-0960. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.